0: Welcome back to this week's Extraordinary People episode, and I have to say today's guest exemplifies just that. Many of us have fantasized about performing on stage as a music icon, and this gentleman gets to do that on a regular basis. Sometimes as a member of Iron Maiden or Megadeth, but most notably, in my mind, the spaceman Ace Fraley, as a member of Kissin' Time, a Kiss tribute band, he is an Incredible guitar player, and I mean incredible, ladies and gentlemen. And it is my honor to welcome Jimmy Wynillo to the show today. Jimmy, how you doing?
1: Hey, what's up? How's it going?
0: Good, very well, man. Now you're out in Minnesota, right?
1: Yes, yes, I am.
0: Were you born and raised there, my friend?
1: No, actually, I was born in California, um, Carmel, California. lived there for a little while Um, until I was about three. And then we moved to Kenosha, Wisconsin. That's pretty much where I grew up. Until I was about 19, and then I moved to uh, Minneapolis to attend McNally School of Music.
0: Ah, well, see, now that doesn't shock me, because that explains your incredible talent. (laughs) I, I wanted to ask you, like, what got you into music? Was someone else in your family musically inclined, or was it just something you picked up at a young age?
1: Yeah, my dad, when he was younger worked as a musician and my mom played piano and sang too and I was exposed I think it was on TV I saw a commercial for Kiss like at seven or eight years (laughs) old and that got me into that band and you know just looking at the album covers and actually listening to the music too.
0: Oh yeah because I remember I think it was like the early 80s the first time I saw Gene, Paul, Peter and Ace in full makeup and thinking like who are these guys? Does, they, does it kind of have the same effect on you?
1: Oh, yeah. And initially, uh, I was a bass player. I spent probably a year and a half, two years playing bass. And in high school, I played the bass and the orchestra and the electric bass in the jazz band,
0: too. Oh. Wow. I mean, you are multi-talented, my friend. <laughs>
1: And then, uh, you know, I just, guitar players started catching my ear. I mean, in the 80s, he had all these great, great guitar players coming out, you know, most notably Eddie Van Halen and everybody after him. And, you know, I just made the switch when I was like 12 or 13.
0: That's that's unbelievable. I mean, now, you mentioned Kiss, but who were some of your other musical influences growing up?
1: Well, I was, you know, my old man was always playing, tracks in our in our van you know at a young age and I remember hearing Eruption when it came out and just thinking to myself what is that you know from Van Halen. It didn't even sound like a guitar. So I remember hearing <laughs> right. that at a young age. Oh, and
0: I yeah.
1: would have to say yeah obviously Van Halen right after that, Randy Rhodes from Ozzy. And then we had all those shrapnel guys come out on that record label, Shrapnel Invade, Jason Becker, Marty Friedman, and then just from there just but those are probably the main ones steve i'd have to put in there too and Joe satriani
0: wow yeah i can already tell you were in like the cool household growing up because you had <laughs> you were a musical family you know what i mean
1: yeah it was fun it was fun you know my old man gave me my first amplifier um one of my first guitars so you know and that all helps I me mean, being around that and you know having supportive parents for that you know
0: isn't that great when you have parents who like embrace the artistic creative side and actually nurture it instead of dissuading you from it?
1: Yes, yes, it is. I mean, I was a, a little rebellious, but I wasn't too much trouble growing up. I, <laughs> I just, once I found a guitar, I just wanted to do that all the time.
0: That's, and clearly you did because I mean, you are unreal on the guitar. Like watching some of your clips, I was like, this guy is incredible. So kudos to you, my friend.
1: Well, thank you. I appreciate that.
0: So I, I have to ask you, I've seen you in the makeup transforming into A's. That's, I mean, you did such a phenomenal job. Where did you get, you know, the outfit and all that? Like, what, what's that process like for you?
1: Well, the kissing Time opportunity came up about, it's coming up on two years now. And I actually mentioned I knew someone in the band if they ever needed Ace? Let me know. Like six months before that, and lo and behold, I got the call. So he knew where to order the costume. Um, We're, we're using costumes from um, the '74 tour.
0: Oh yeah. And
1: he knew where to get the costumes. Um, as far as the makeup, I remember it was the night before my first gig. It's like I better practice this. <laughs> I had a lot of good pointers from people, and you just pull up a picture on the internet. Thankfully, my my face shape is kind of like aces so right i practiced and the first time went pretty good and it's just uh gotten better and better from there i mean that's a whole other thing just getting the costume on the makeup and you know then on top of it you got to play and play good and that costume's hot i mean i a lot of respect to those guys for doing that years and years
0: do you um do you feel different when you put the costume and the makeup on? Is it kind of like a switch?
1: Oh yeah, yeah especially <laughs> when you check it in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: And um can you tell me and the audience what are rehearsals like? Cuz I think a lot of people fantasize about being in a band and they think it just kind of comes together organically, but there's a lot of work behind those performances. So what is your rehearsal you know situation like what goes on
1: well each guy needs to do their homework on their own too and make sure he knows his parts because when you get together you don't want to waste other people's time so playing lead guitar it's like you're memorizing a whole other song within a song and you got all these solos and you're trying to emulate Ace how he plays and stuff so when we get together we just you know we want to do it as realistically as possible how the show's gonna go you know, yeah. what kind of rap gonna do in between the songs and you know just keep it going you know keep the bs to to a minimum you know
0: <laughs> <laughs> well you guys nail it i mean honestly it's a it's a little eerie when i look at you guys in full makeup and then i heard the clips of you guys because i mean again like fantastic job you nailed it
1: thanks rick uh, the guy who does Paul Stanley, he's actually had to span probably for nine, maybe ten years, and he also runs a store here uh, called Mr. Zero's, which is an old vintage toy and record store. So he's anything you want to know about Kiss, this guy can, can tell it. He knows their whole history. He was actually a roadie for a while.
0: Oh my God!
1: During the Creatures of the Night tour, so yeah, it's it's really his machine, and and it's cool to be a part of it. You know. And uh, it's just, it's, he, he puts all the props together, built the signs, so he puts a lot of work into it.
0: But, you know, speaking of work, I mean, Kiss, kiss and Time isn't your only gig, because sometimes you play in Iron Maiden Tribute and Megadeth. Like, how do you juggle all that?
1: <laughs> well, the Iron Maiden Tribute came about, about three years ago, and uh, I've always wanted to do a Megadeth Tribute, so I got in the Iron Maiden which was already an existing band called Made in Minneapolis. (laughs)
0: That's awesome. And
1: Dicker is a big Megadeth fan, too, and a guitar player, but he doesn't play guitar in Made in Minneapolis. He's just a singer. So we put the Megadeth tribute together about well, two years ago on the side and we booked those two bands together which is good because it's a package you know oh yeah it's brilliant it's tribute band, you can't fill out a whole night you need two bands so we booked those two together and that music i mean right after kiss iron maiden was it for me like because i was a bass player i started out as a bass player and Iron maiden has steve harris you know one of the most incredible bass players ever
0: agreed so i'm a big iron maiden
1: fan and then. Uh, Megadeth is, you know, a whole new genre of music, thrash metal, along with Metallica. I've always been a huge fan, so emulating those bands, and those solos is uh, no easy task either, especially the Megadeth. you got Marty wow. Friedman and Chris Poland. Those guys are incredible. And trying to, you know, emulate them note for note, that's... I do a lot of practicing on my own.
0: <laughs> I, yeah, I don't, honestly, I don't know how you do it because, I, I mean, again, I've heard and you do a flawless job
1: Thanks, I appreciate that.
0: Oh, absolutely. So here, here's a tough question for you, Jimmy. You can have lunch with three people in the music industry, living or dead. Who do you choose, and why?
1: <laughs> well, number one, I'd have to say Jimi Hendrix because nice. he's kind of the guy who started the whole electric lead guitar thing, or really capitalized on it. Um, just a get to know him how his brain works would, would be incredible number two would be eddie van halen because he was just such a natural at it
0: 100 percent.
1: yeah just to get to know him a little would be awesome too and uh number three i'd have to say marty friedman because currently he's probably my favorite guitar player um yeah just never heard a guy that plays with so much emotion one of the most incredible vibratos and still very, very active to this day.
0: And I could I could see you following in those footsteps. Because the way you play, you're going to be playing for a very long time.
1: Yeah, it, I definitely need it in my life. If I'm not doing it for a while, you know, it's just...
0: Oh, I get like, it, bro. Just... <laughs> I, I totally get it. We have to express ourselves creatively as artists. Otherwise, it just it doesn't go well. <laughs>
1: Right, right. and I, You know, I do some things here and there for people's original compositions, like I'll record solos. I mean, with today's technology, you can record through the mail, file sharing, so I do a little bit of that on the side, too.
0: That's true. I mean, you really also have to embrace the tech that goes along with, you know, anything modern in music, so kudos to you for doing that, too.
1: Yep, yep, that's a whole other thing, so <laughs> but, but fun to learn that, too, and get hip get to all that tech works
0: now do you have a favorite album or song that would actually surprise people about you that you like that wouldn't necessarily be the genre you play
1: i really like um all the old chicago albums like chicago transit authority yeah i think i was exposed to them through my parents when i was real little and all the memories just come flooding back when i hear that music you know i just love the horns and you know before they had that 80s real soft period before that in the 70s just all that stuff is really cool to me
0: excellent choice yep now now are you a music collector as well like do you have the old vinyls or classic guitars
1: unfortunately i don't have my vinyl records anymore um i have a Big CD collection, but now everything, you know.
0: Yeah, <laughs> is totally. So it's
1: <laughs> it just more convenient when you're in your car. You can just pull it right up on Apple Music. so S-
0: Saves a little space. <laughs>
1: as far as guitars, um, I don't have as many as many of my peers. I keep around seven or eight electrics, and I wouldn't look at any of them. Some of them are collectible. They're all high end guitars, but they all get used i don't believe in just buying something and putting it in a glass case i want to use it and use it to make music
0: that's a musician right there
1: right right so yeah then <laughs> uh, i have a couple acoustics too but yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't say i'm a collector if i had uh more income at my disposal maybe but
0: <laughs> totally i can relate <laughs> yep. now so what are some of your interests outside of music I'm just curious. Some of your hobbies or interests.
1: Well, I enjoy, uh, motorcycling. I've always had a motorcycle for probably the last 25 years. Um, more along the lines of sport bike riding, that type of riding.
0: Yeah. Awesome.
1: Um, I enjoy the car. I have to, I have a Mustang GT. I enjoy driving that. Um,
0: great car. so much
1: of a winter here, but, <laughs> um, uh, I used to be in the motocross and stuff, but as I got older, you know, I gave that up before I crippled myself.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we don't want that, we want you to be healthy,
1: right? And then, uh, I've been, always been into being healthy and working out too. Um, and you know, that's worn off on my kids too, so I'm sure, totally happy for
0: yeah, I mean, honestly, speaking of your kids, <laughs> people are going to love this. You are not the only creative artist in the family. Your beautiful daughter, Jessica, is a WWE superstar on the NXT brand and plays the snooty and hilarious Tiffany Stratton on NXT. And, Jimmy, I got to gotta, yeah, really I gotta tell you, she, she's one of the most athletically gifted performers I've ever seen in my life. The stuff she does in there is, like, jaw-dropping. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, when the kids were born, I, did, I didn't play in bands for a long time. I always I had a guitar, and always played guitar, but I didn't play out. Um, I wanted to just be there for them growing up and, and they were both into sports. Um, she was in the gymnastics for years and years and years and competed all over the country, even in the Canada and stuff, and she got really, really good at it, and then when she graduated high school, she actually went to train down in Alabama for Olympic team, Um, that eventually didn't work out, but she came back, and she got into CrossFit, did some powerlifting competitions, and after she did that, she got into bodybuilding, entered a competition, and won her very first competition last year, right before she got signed and went down to Orlando um, to NXT um, and she's been doing that since and it's exciting to watch her progress because from her first match to where she is now she's she's doing really good
0: oh she's, she's phenomenal not only from a character perspective she's hilarious she knows how to play it but just her gift in the ring it's incredible she's gonna be a megastar like there's no doubt in my mind she will be and oh, she's
1: really, yeah, she's really into it, and really into improving. I mean, she's so focused.
0: You know what I love, too, is I, I think the name Stratton came from the old Silver Spoons TV show, but I think she got the Tiffany part to the writer's ear because that happens to be the name of your lovely wife, and I love that she found a way to pay tribute to her at the same time.
1: Yeah, that's why she chose it. Yep, yep. And, and actually, my wife... Is a big reason that she got down there because my wife, a client of hers, knew Greg Gagne. I don't oh, know yeah,
0: from the AWA.
1: They, yes, and he actually trained her for over a year. She actually was down there in March of 2020, and then they turned around and sent everyone went back because that's when, you know, COVID hit. Oh, so right another year and she trained with him for that whole year and when she went back um last august i mean she was ready to go
0: and clearly she was because i mean she's she's miles ahead let's let's just be honest she's miles ahead of others and uh that's a testament to you as a family i believe Yep,
1: yep. I used to drive her three days, four days a week to her gymnastics, and yeah, I mean, we kept them busy, kept them out of trouble, and there was a period where she wanted to quit, but I talked her out of it, and she always thanks me for that.
0: (laughs) You know, I, I have to ask you, do you laugh when she refers to Daddy on screen because she's kind of playing this snooty rich girl, and here you are, this badass grounded rocker and you know do you kind of get a smile on your face because the daddy thing's a big part of her character
1: yeah it's pretty funny it's it's funny how she came up with that i'm <laughs> not as rich as she makes me out to be though <laughs> <laughs>
0: you're rich in many many ways my friend <laughs> and you know it's funny you mentioned about motivation earlier i'd actually in preparation for talking to you I saw an interview she gave I think it was a couple years ago and in it they asked her well who kept you on track and motivated you and she said you and I think that says a lot about your character have you always been somebody who you know attacks and motivates things when you get you know an idea in your head to get something done
1: yeah I mean once I get focused um, I can even be a bit of a jerk too my wife will tell me <laughs> It's just, I don't want nothing or no, nobody to get into my way. You know, you just, you get focused on something. You just, I just, you just got to do it, you know? And, um, I've always told them the best way to attack, you know, anxiety and all that type of stuff is just head on, you know?
0: That's awesome, man. I, I have to tell you, I, I completely agree with you. I think that's the way most people should approach life.
1: Yes. Yes, definitely. You know?
0: And, you know, one thing I read, which I was really impressed with, and I think people would be surprised by, because they don't necessarily equate metal with, like, Christianity, but one thing that seemed to be important to you and your wife was to raise your kid in a Christian school, and I thought that was really awesome, man. You know, like, so kudos to you two for that.
1: Yeah, I mean, not to get too political or religious, but it's just, you know, there were things in the... Uh... Yeah public schools that we didn't necessarily agree with and we wanted to be involved you know with their education and make sure they were being taught the way want we wanted them to be taught so
0: oh I mean, amen they, my friend. yeah we,
1: we decided to do that. They liked it too so it all
0: worked out. that's that's incredible. My hat goes off to you seriously and um, you know you, you said a lot and I, I agree with with where you were going so we're on the same page man
1: <laughs>
0: awesome <laughs> now are your kids are, are bryce and jessica musically inclined like you are did they inherit that musical gene no
1: you know neither one of them, <laughs> neither one of them yeah, jessica expressed interest in playing guitar but i said look you're so busy with everything you're doing this was in her high school years it's it's like, just, just focus on what you're doing because you're really good at what you're doing, you know? Right. Um. But, no, they all like the music that I've exposed to them. A lot of the 80s, it's on their playlist all the time. A lot of that 80s stuff. You know, they like current stuff, too, but I hear them listen to a lot of stuff, you know, I expose them to. So, But, no, neither one of them uh, took up the instrument, though. They were always more into their athletics
0: well they probably love watching you too so you know what i mean so that's kind of the gotta, best of I both worlds
1: i gotta tell you too that um i was more of an athlete too until about 12 or 13 and then i got real sick with meningitis i mean really oh sick. man and then after that um i lost some of the hearing in my left ear and that affected my balance and stuff, and then I was getting into music anyway, so I kind of just jumped over to the more artistic music side from that point on.
0: That's incredible. That's inspiring. Now I can see exactly what Jessica was talking about. (laughs) You overcame those (laughs) hurdles and went right in, my man.
1: I mean, music's something you never stop learning, too. Um, I like... You know, I do like going to rock concerts, but a lot of times I like to uh, go to jazz, fusion, see those types of guys. Oh, yeah. It's something I'm not good at, and I enjoy watching them. Like, we've been to L.D. Miola concert, John McLaughlin, and those guys are just incredible live, like, just listening to them. So I like exposing myself to different types of music, too.
0: That, that, that doesn't shock me. You, you're a student of the game.
1: I mean, yeah, music, you're always learning. If you're not learning anymore, it means you have an arrogance problem. <laughs>
0: Boom. <laughs> you know, I love that.
1: You should always be trying to absorb something. I mean, there's been so many great musicians out there. I mean, composers, everything.
0: And you, know, and you can learn, I would imagine. I'm, obviously, I don't have the talent you do, but I would imagine you can take little nuggets of other genres and artists and infuse them into what you're doing.
1: Oh yeah, like I mentioned, Marty Friedman's my current favorite guitar player. His playing is based on Japanese folk music. Um, wow, really? He grew up in Hawaii, he had a radio station that played that type of music, so if you listen to his lead playing, it has all these different elements in it that you don't hear from anybody else, and that's that's what's cool about that. you you got to listen to things out, outside of the genre that you play in, if you want to be unique.
0: Yes, you do. You're right. A hundred percent. Anything in the arts, you really have to strive to be different. Otherwise, you're just going to blend right in.
1: Right. Right.
0: Now, one thing I, I you had mentioned is, um, you know, kind of like staying in shape. And it's funny because i look. Uh, like, I saw a picture on Instagram of you and your wife, and I'm like, they don't look old enough to have kids that are <laughs> you know, out doing their own thing. So, clearly, you're do- doing something very right in life. So, what keeps you so young and youthful?
1: Well, I eat probably a 75% raw diet. By that, I mean fruits and vegetables. Um, and I just get plenty of exercise and you know you just gotta keep a positive attitude I think that's a real big part of it too is um I love a that youthful attitude you know
0: yeah how, When now when you say positive attitude is that just like do you do affirmation or is it just something just your general approach to life
1: just a general approach try not to let stuff get you down um, yeah be uh what, what did I read one time a about learning new things while you get older, because they say an old dog can't learn new tricks. It says always keep a beginner's mind, a child's mind, and then you'll always be learning and, you know, progressing as a I, person.
0: I love that, man.
1: Yeah, and that's and that's what I try to do. I mean, there's, there's so much out there to see, to learn in all aspects of life.
0: Now, do you, outside of music, do you have um, like a creative... Uh, mind for other things that you might want to do, like writing, or you know, because an artist is an artist. You're you're probably very talented in a lot of areas. So I'm just curious if you have any ambitions um, outside of music. Uh,
1: no, probably not. It's probably that's probably my main focus. Yeah, um, I've become even more focused on it as I've gotten older. <laughs> i become more critical of myself. But, uh, I mean, when you're a young guitar player, you want to play fast, and as you get older, you realize that fast is cool, but not all the time. And you learn just to be more expressive with the notes you play and stuff. So I'm just really zeroed in on that.
0: Good for you, man. You know what you love to do. You know what you were put here to do in terms of sharing your gifts. And you're doing it. And I think that's very inspiring.
1: Yeah, I'm thankful to be able to do it, too. You know, I mean, you never know when your time's up. So you got to make the most of it.
0: Well, you know what? Your approach to life, I think you're going to be doing it a very long time. So (laughs) my hat's off to you. Thanks, man. Do do you have uh, any, like, upcoming projects right now? Like, what's happening?
1: Well, July 3rd. Kissing Time Band will be at a casino in Hinckley, Minnesota which is pretty cool, it's our first casino gig so it's kind of a big deal that's
0: very exciting
1: and then the following weekend um, Made in Minneapolis and the Megadeth Tribute which is called Darkest Hour is going to be in Madison which is exciting because a lot of my my mom and dad and friends from where I grew up in Wisconsin will be at that show So,
0: oh that's going to be a blast man
1: yeah, that'll be a fun one.
0: Hopefully the, hopefully the kids will be able to, you know, I know they're both extremely busy, but come out and see you when you have, uh, you have, know, when their schedules are open because I know they must get a thrill watching you play.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's always cool when they're there. Yep, yep, my son. I'm part of a hosting band at Open Jam Weekly, too, at one of the main places you want to play around here called Route 47 in Fridley. Um, So we have that every week too, and it just ends up attracting a lot of the top musicians around town, and and that's where we we can jam on stuff that we wouldn't normally play in our band. So I do that every week too, every Thursday.
0: Oh man, so <laughs> as if you're not busy enough, you're also doing that. That's yeah, it's inspiring. Yeah. Uh, I, I well, love I love hearing it though, man.
1: I mean, that's a great place to network with other musicians, too. I've met so many people that way just from having that open jam.
0: And now where can people find you? Do you have a website or, you know, do you, do you, do you want people to find
1: you? <laughs> no, they can find me. On my, 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 I use my Facebook account. It's uh, is, is just for public. So right. it's just Jimmy with my name. Um, I'm on Instagram, too, under the same name can find me on Instagram um, and that's all I got for social media right now
0: well, well you know what that's a lot and you do a lot so I can't thank you enough for taking the time to talk to me and talk about your extraordinary talent and your life um, you're, you really are somebody who I think people can learn from and look at and go you know what I want to make time to do what I want to do too so thank you for that
1: well thank you for the opportunity too this was fun
0: oh yeah man I would love honestly I would love to have you come back and you can come back anytime because I get very inspired by people like yourself who really make the most out of life and just go and just do it and I can see why your family is so successful too
1: thanks man I appreciate that yeah I'm just thankful for every day again.
0: <laughs> I get love, I love it man I'm going to ask you to hold on for just one second so I can thank you. But uh, for Footsteps in the Attic, this is Brian Hobson. For Jimmy Wynilko, we'll see you next week.